Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 144, and I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says your pain wasn't God's plan, but he plans to use it for your power. Join me on today's show is Wanda Lovell. Wanda is a temperament and speaking coach, and she helps shy and introverted ladies share the power of their personal story. Now, on today's show, Wanda's going to share you will need the support of community if you want to impact others. She's going to talk about never put life on hold because of what ifs. Mindset is key to sharing your gifts from the platform. And she's also going to talk about there is nothing more powerful than speaking about your transformation to others. So welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be with you, Anne-Marie. This is such an important topic. I think there are so many people who've got an incredible story and testimony to share, yet for some reason or another, they're not getting out there and sharing that. And I know this is your area of uh, expertise. Share with us, if you will, how you got into this line of business. Was it something that you always always felt passionate about? How did that pan out for you? Well, I've always been drawn to compassion fields. Uh, as a teenager, I was in customer service. I ended up becoming a professional nurse. I co-pastor with my husband. So I was always drawn to connecting and helping people. Mm-hmm. But I am like a quiet and shy girl. And I found that uh, when I was graduating from nursing school, I was chosen to be the salutatorian for commencement. And I got up and I shared this speech and it was like electrifying. It was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, that was so much fun. And the energy you get from connecting with people, making them laugh, having them connect with powerful um, experiences they, they had gone through that never left me. But I still struggled with getting out there and really speaking consistently. And what's very funny is even though I was in ministry, I would get up and speak. But oftentimes I would get behind my husband and I would do all the work in the shadows, very much like a Martha. Mm -hmm. And uh, my, my people would say, hey, we need to hear from you more. And it was just this struggle over that draw and that pull from the people that I just didn't know how to manage. Yes. So um, nursing has served me well, yes. but I just wanted more. Mm-hmm. I wanted more joy in what I was doing. And I wanted to help people in a positive way because in critical care, we see uh, families often in very 
dire uh, straits and emergencies. And I wanted to be on the front end of life and not on the back end. Yeah, beautiful. It's interesting that you should share that story because I've had, I think, one or two other guests who've been on this show uh, who have shared a similar experience where uh, one, in fact, had uh, took 10 years to finish a degree and to, right towards the end, there were four assignments that she had to deliver and then deliver. And once she was complete, then she would have, have gotten her, her um, diploma. And, and But she had to deliver it verbally. And she said to her husband, thank you so much for supporting me, but I'm not going to be able to complete. Long story short, she did the four presentations and she realized, similar to what you said, that inner passion for getting out on stage and sharing her story. What would you say to someone then who is listening or watching and who can resonate with that, really feels they've got a story to share, however, um, hasn't done so because of the fear. There's, there's lots of fear associated, fear of failing, fear of not being able to speak, fear of rejection, lots of different things. What would you say? I would say, I find that most women do kind of create this sense of judgment around number one, their story. If they don't have a big blood and guts story and they have a very simple experience or an experience they feel like someone else has also had, they don't know how to embrace the significance of what they've been through. And so there's always this judgment around it. The mechanics of speaking can be learned. And even though it is like the biggest fear, at least in the States for us, it's like the number one fear outside of death, is really you can learn how to reframe the fear and the energy. Mm -hmm. It's all coming from a place of adrenaline. And my key is practice, practice, practice. That fear of the unknown goes away mm -hmm. once you just get out there and do it. So yeah, that's what right. I would tell someone to start. If they know they have a story, number one, embrace the significance of what they've been through. God placed you here mm -hmm. for a reason. You have a message. Mm -hmm. You have an audience. And the next, key up with someone who will keep you accountable and just practice, get out there and do it. Yeah. And then that fear becomes weaker. Yeah, love that. So let's talk about you'll need the support of community if you want to impact others. Share more about this. Well, when I first decided that, you know, I really wanted to go into coaching and empowering women outside of uh, just the church, mm -hmm. meaning like, I don't care what your belief system is, you know, where you come from. I believe that you have a God ordained message to touch someone. That's why you're here. Um, one of the things that I really focused in on for myself, because there was a lot of guilt, uh, around, you know, not really appreciating my nursing. Um, there was a lot of judgment cause I was considered myself to be the good girl, you know, the, the good wife, the good mom. And why would you leave nursing for something as frivolous as like motivational speaking? And so there were all these opinions from the outside coming in. And so I tell people you need to develop a tribe or community around you to support you. And it consists of five people or five, uh, I would say types of people. One would be your spiritual leader. Someone would be a confidant. That's somebody who doesn't necessarily know what you're doing, but they're willing to listen without judgment. 
then find someone who's doing the same thing you are because they can relate relate and you can cry on each other's shoulder you can share your triumphs together uh, and and kind of like your missteps and the next thing is a coach you need a coach you need someone who's going to be on you and a mentor to kind of just give it to you straight and really put goals in place and make sure you're meeting those goals and it's especially important if you're a, what I call a temperament, a melancholy mm. temperament or an introvert, because we can be a little slow moving. Mm -hmm. And those five people in your life, that support will keep you on track. Yes. Great, great insight there. And I think as uh, people are listening and watching, they realize that maybe there are key elements or aspects of those people that they don't have to support them. And I think it's, it's fantastic that we have so many resources, such as the one that we're using today, that we don't necessarily need to be in the same town, the same state. We can certainly support one another or get support uh, from someone even internationally. What would you say to someone that um, has not yet got those key people in place? Could one of those people cover two of those areas or would you say it's best to get five individuals to fulfill those roles in, in, in your community? I would say to just build your team mm -hmm. and certain ones will just come into place and there'll be other ones that'll fall in place over time. Mm -hmm. And Anne-Marie, you're absolutely right. I, my first coach was in England. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find anyone here. Mm -hmm. My coach, uh, Joe, she was not even, you know, on this side of the, <laughs> the ocean, the pond. <laughs> and uh, that is the beauty of the internet. And yeah. what we have right now is that um, you can find someone who actually thinks the way you do, they want to achieve the same things. And that was a struggle for me in my community to find uh, like-minded women. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you have the support of a spiritual leader, which we're talking to ladies of faith and Christian entrepreneurs, that's the best place to start. Let him or her know what you're doing, what your vision is. Get them to cover you and, and cover your vision or your business in prayer. A family may not always necessarily understand, so they may not be the best people to develop a confidant in, uh, that person will just be there and be a positive sounding board. But I would say outside your spiritual leader, get a coach, get mm -hmm. someone who has done what you wanna do, who can give you the training, and all these things start to fall into place. You find that once you make a step or two, the other key players begin to come into your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that you said uh, previously around, uh, you know, our story, and if someone has a similar story to us, something that uh, I'm often reminded of and, and would certainly love to remind everyone of, and I know that this is probably something that you're speaking to as well, that even though we may have a certain ex similar experience, we are unique in how we deliver it, how we speak, our characteristics, our mannerisms. So how we bring that story to life is really what's going to resonate with yes. our idea clients, our audience, the people here who we are here to serve and support. Yes? Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, so important. Now let's talk about something that I know many of us at one time or another in our life or in our business will often um, have see ourselves saying or hear ourselves saying, what if? what if and we can go round and round and round in circles and you say never put your life on hold because of those what ifs mindset is key talk more about this 
So the what ifs, that question or that doubt, we always have them. And those are the things that make us hesitate. Mm. They create the doorway for fear of failure or of judgment or what if this doesn't work or what if I look foolish? And this is no new like mindset technique or, or um, shift for people. And we, what we say is, well, what if you speak? and people are absolutely transformed. What if you start that business and you start to make not only impact, but income? What if, and we take that and turn it on to the positives. And one of the things that really uh, blessed me is like I shared this with my husband and we were talking about in church, at least here, often you'll have um, ministers or pastors say, will there be one who will come for prayer? Will there be one who will accept salvation. And I was just like, no, there's not will there. That's like another way of saying, what if mm. you have to know that because you're there and you're speaking, God has ordained and like destined this moment. So mm. you say, I know there is one. That's why you're hearing this message. I know there is somebody who needs this information come down now mm -hmm. and removing that. What if begins to create such a boldness and a confidence in what you're saying, people can't help, but really respond mm -hmm. because even in business if we give if this offer sounds good to you if you'd like to work with me the person goes hmm well does it sound good mm -hmm. um do i want to work with them and but when you have that confidence and say hey i've been there i know this and i know this is for you or else our paths would not have crossed or you wouldn't hear this webinar or we wouldn't be having this podcast i know this is for you when you say that, that what if shifts everything and gets everyone moving, you and the person that you were created to impact. Yeah, beautiful. Something else that often I hear people say too is that around certain labels, and I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard too from many people that you've worked with, oh, yes, but I'm an introvert and I'm shy. I can't do this. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you said you're an introvert. You're coming across with a level of inner confidence just, that is just, you know, so incredible. Speak to this. If someone is thinking, I can't get up on stage because I'm an introvert, let's just bust that right out of the water because that's not true, yes? <laughs> it is not true. And so introverts are easy. Now, our shy mm. girls are a little bit different because we are dealing with fear. There mm. could be some other traumatic thing going on where they were laughed at or they were ridiculed by a teacher. Something that happened, someone important somehow belittled something about them. And they took that as a like a sense of like shame and somehow inherently there's mm -hmm. something wrong with them. And so that's where the shyness piece comes from. So it's more about a fear mm -hmm. where the introvert, it's definitely about their energy. Introverts love to think. We love to nap. We love to create. We love to be behind the scenes. And the thing for us is that we don't like a lot of extroverted sort of energy, mm -hmm. like lots of people, lots of touching and feeling. You know, we can do it for a minute and then we're like, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. So with the introvert, it is basically showing them how to show up big when they're speaking, learn how to get the mindset around that energy and then say, now, once you're done, now you can go get your coffee, read a book and go in your closet. So what I do is I work with them differently because one really is dealing with a fear. The other one is dealing with the connection with other people because extroverts, 
draw their energy from the crowd, from the claps. Mm -hmm. The introvert draw, uh, draws their energy from thinking and, and, and tasks and projects and seeing things unfold. Mm -hmm. So we work with how they see their speaking. Yeah, I love that. And people often uh, will look at me quite bizarrely when I say to them that I'm, I'm an extroverted introvert. So I, whilst <laughs> I love microphones and getting up on stage, my, like the other day, we, we'd just come back from camping and we got a flat tire in the middle of the bush and I got out of the car and it was no sound, like no sound. And I thought, this, this noise, I, this is just brilliant because it feeds our, our, you know, our energy. And I think once yeah. we realise that, then, as you said, when we speak and, and the, the art of speaking, if you will, is a learned skill. Will we just yeah. learn those skills? Yes. Yes, totally agreed. And and what you can do is, and, and one of the things I tell the ladies is, I'm not trying to make you an extrovert. Mm. We need you to be an introvert because when you go away on the mountain and you're quiet, you're coming up with so many creative things. Mm. And that's fine. But every once in a while, we need you to come down off the mountain like Moses and give us that great thing that you have. <laughs> yeah. Every now and again, we need to come off our mountain and associate with humans. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> Beautiful. But I, I love that because it just is such a great reminder that, you know, if it is a skill or some learning that we need to do. It's just a matter of being shown, practicing, as you say, practice, practice, practice. And then before long, you then can really start to speak and step into who you are in the way that, that you deliver it. So important. Now you say, and I love this, there's nothing more powerful than speaking about your transformation with others. Share more about this. Well, you know what? When I started doing the coaching, I used a lot of... Um, like Facebook, Facebook groups and like connecting with people online. And um, the honest to God truth is that I really started to create clients when I did small live events. And I really believe this is powerful because of how God created us. In Genesis 1, 26, we open up the Bible and we see that God is a speaking spirit and he creates. And I tell people there is nothing more transformational than being in the presence mm -hmm. of a person. Um, when they begin to speak about their transformation, speak about their experiences, you can feel it like that goose flesh, mm -hmm. that connection, it becomes tangible. And so the power of hearing that transformation spoken is really what energizes people to me so differently. I like, I love, I, I love to read. I, I play audiobooks, And I mean, that is my thing. But when I am in a live event, I walk away energized to do what I've heard. Yes. And I can go back in like the images and, and looking at other people in the room and making that connection with other people as the light bulb is going off above our head at the same time. Mm. There's, just, there's just no match for being in the presence of a great speaker and hearing that like spirit to spirit. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what's happening. The breath of God that's on the inside of us is coming out. And it's connecting with our spirit, you know, person to person. And um, I just think it's such a dynamic thing. Yeah, beautiful. Something that um, I mentioned that you say, is, and you've mentioned it already in this interview, your pain wasn't God's plan, but he plans to use it 
for your power. And often uh, some of those pains, some of the challenges that we have had to battle through or, or go through, if you will, God can use as part of our transformation and, and the story that we share because we could be the hope and, and light to someone who may be going through the exact same thing. Speak a little bit more about this because so many of us, we can sometimes get stuck you know, in that valley, if you will, uh, and, and not really recognize the incredible learnings and gifts that we've learned and that we can share with others. And that can make our story so powerful and transformational for others, yes? Yes, I agree. And I believe just because of the nature of how uh, we are as humans, we are very self-deprecating. Uh, we're taught at a young age to not appreciate other things that we do. And we're taught at a young um, age that we need uh, performance approval. And often we go by and we are so, it's so easy for us to, you know, give attention to the negative. And one of the things that I do when I work with ladies is the first thing is I tell them that you are life certified. Now, whether you have a degree, professional experience or not, you're life certified to teach this. And when we work on their story, we go back through their pain, like the domestic violence, um, the woman who survived that. In those hours, you learned how to network with people. You learned how to develop this, how to educate yourself secretly, how to connect with other people to get out, how to create a small uh, side stash of money for your exit, you know, how to teach yourself a skill if this man barred you from learning. In the pain, you were developing life skills, um, all sorts of things. If we had sort of different financial challenges or we had gone through a bankruptcy and made some bad decisions, in that pain, our darkest hours, how many entrepreneurs talk about how that, that, that experience fueled them mm -hmm. to learn, to get the skills, to grow? And because we're doing it from survival mode, we don't realize that we are growing and getting stronger and developing a skill set that is now transferable mm -hmm. to another person. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. Often I think, and this is the same with our stories or the journeys that we've, we've, we've walked, is similar with our strengths. Because they are ours, we will often take it for granted. Yes. I think, and share a little bit more around this because I know so many people listening and watching are probably, yeah, but one day, you know, my story's different. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we all say that. However, it, and again, it's one of those things with speaking. It takes practice. We learn a new skill. We practice that. Similarly with our story. We don't, when we hear these incredible stories from stage, they've taken a long time to craft that, to practice it, to refine it. So it doesn't suddenly come to them one day and say, this is my transformational story. Speak a bit about this because this is going to give so many people permission to spend a little bit of time and really, what is the transformational story that I want to share? Yes? Yes, agreed. And what people will find, your story is organic. So even though you're at one stage of it now, it's going to expand. It's going to grow. And even though I may have the, the whole idea of being the, 
the good girl. Uh, my parents, there was a lot of domestic violence in their relationship. And so I was always the quiet, good girl. And I learned to just try to be the best, do the best. And it became a life where I was always serving other people. And I didn't know how to step away and do what God was calling me to do. So I would put what I want to do on the shelf. And so there's plenty of women who do that. I call them the everything girls. They're the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. They hold everything together, but they're crumbling on the inside. And so some women just don't think, well, who isn't like that? Well, but that's important mm -hmm. because you could have a neighbor, you can have a woman in your community that really needs you right now. And because you're not speaking, she may be turning to some other alternative that's not as healthy, whether it's with her eating, whether it's with drinking, whether it's just with spending, these other things, because someone hasn't come and come around and validated her and said, guess what? I was just like you, but we need to do this because there's more that you need to do. And um, you learn, you need to learn how to say yes to yourself and create space for the things that uh, you value. And so I would tell a lady, don't worry about you sounding like someone else because there are things in your story that are completely unique to you, just like your fingerprint. You know, like on the surface, all of our fingerprints are indistinguishable to me or you, but there are no two in the world that are same, the same. So there are things in your story that are completely unique to you. And women are going to be like, oh my gosh. I need to sit down with her. I need to connect with her. She gets me. She hears me. And so that's what I work with them on, like owning that significance of what you've been through. Yeah. Such a great reminder for all of us, no matter what business that we are in, there may be others who have a similar topic or similar aspects of their journey, yet there is always a uniqueness and the way that we deliver, the way that we create an experience for others is going to resonate with these sets of people because that is just who we are here to serve and support. And one of the things that I often say, and I, I can hear this coming through in your message too, is that by us not sharing that message, it means that those who can be uh, transformed through hearing us speak remain stuck. And I know, especially yeah. as uh, Christian entrepreneurs and Christian men and women, particularly women, we have an, a nurturing aspect about us, don't we, of compassion and empathy, yeah. that we want to help others. And just by sharing our, our story, sharing our testimony can be the difference that someone says, you know what, if it's possible for her, maybe, just maybe, it's possible for me. And as we know, it's possible for all of us. It's just yes. a matter of taking, making a decision and going, you know what, I am worth it. And, That's right. uh, you know, and then getting the support uh, that we need. Wanda, how can people connect with you? What is the best way that they can do that? Well, I do have a group on Facebook. It's called the She Speaks, She Thrives Collective. You would just type in She Speaks, She Thrives into your Facebook search bar and you'll find me. You can click join and you can come right on in. I also am the founder of mypowerplace.net. It's all together, my power place. And that is my website. And pretty much that's kind of where I hang out there. You can also, if you just want to be like a Facebook buddy or friend, Wanda Lavelle is where you find me. And uh, that's how ladies can connect with me or men who know that there's a lady in their life that needs this. <laughs> mm, fantastic. And of course, 
we will put all of the uh, the links on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE144. So important, I think now with all of the incredible tools that we have, you know, we can even step up onto a virtual stage and share our testimony uh, via that way. Um, and then, of course, uh, face-to-face when we have that opportunity because somewhere, someone needs to hear that message. One, one of the things that I do with all of my guests is just to finish the show with a, with a word of prayer. May I do that for you today? Yes. Fantastic. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Bonnie today and be reminded that each and every one of us has a story, has a testimony that can be transformational for someone else who is going through the same challenges and struggles and uh, just how important it is to not be self-critical, to not be self-judgmental, but to get the right support, the right tools, the right key community around us to support us in uh, really refining that story and getting it out there. Father, we just want to pray for Wanda's business and the work that she is doing, supporting other uh, men and women who are really wanting to make an impact in the world with their message. Father, just continue to uphold her. Please continue to bless and show favour to her business so that uh, people who are called to share their message can certainly do that with a, a confidence in knowing that even if they are introverts, that their message uh, is one to needs to be shared uh, to the world. Father, we just uh, pray this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I think we can never have too much information around this because there are so many people, as I say, who are either playing small or not really sharing their message at all. Yet once they do that, just the same experience that you had, you got up on stage or you shared your message and thought, you know what, I love doing this and I continue to impact the world with your message. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. Changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.